from San Diego, California, this is a One Extraordinary Marriage Show. We're being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex is taking the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call or text us on the Hug Hotline at 858-876-5663, or send us an email to hugs at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. On today's show, we're talking about what to do when you hear the words, this isn't working for me in regards to scheduling sex or your intimacy lifestyle. And Phil McGraw had this to say about when things aren't working for you. He said, if what you are doing isn't working, change it straight up. Pretty simple. Pretty simple. And that's what we're going to be talking about in today's show. But first, we start every One Extraordinary Marriage show with a hug. And a hug is really an opportunity for us to celebrate you, to celebrate yep. your marriage, to celebrate the accomplishments that you are having. And this hug came from an email message we received that said, I am a relatively new listener, maybe two months, and I cannot thank you enough. My husband and I were stuck in a rough patch after the birth of our second child. Mm-hmm. Opposite schedules plus two kids left little time for us. Totally understand. I've heard that many a times. She goes on to say, now I am more intentional and make sure I make the precious little time we have together is quality. It has definitely improved our marriage and our happiness. And my husband has even gone so far as to say, I like this new you. She said, I also wanted to give special mention to the episode about crying during sex, which if, if you haven't listened to that show, it's episode 590. She said, I don't cry, but instead I break down into hysterical laughter where I cannot stop for a good 10 minutes. My husband used to be offended thinking I was laughing at him. But sure. Th- uh, rightfully so. Right. I would have been too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Tony and I were talking about this and he was like, I would have totally been hurt. Yeah. He go- she goes on to say, this episode has given me the language to explain to him that no, this laughter means that you really did your quote job, that the orgasm was so good that the laughter is the release of the rush of endorphins. Love it. Now yeah. get this, get this. Now, making me laugh is his goal. As it should be, <laughs> which, hey, you know what? If that's if that episode, you know, it's not about the crime, but it's about mm-hmm. the laughter that she's experienced, was able to give her the words to speak and for them to come together, it's a total win. I love it. Absolutely. And, you know, I love that this couple, you know, developed the ability to talk about something that, you know, in this case, the, the laughter was something that wasn't clearly wasn't working for the husband, Mm -hmm. right? He's like, I'm I'm getting offended. This is not working for me. But as they, as they've gotten involved in the one family, as they've become part of, of what we have here, they've learned there's language that they can work through a situation that wasn't working for them. And that's really what we're going to be talking about in today's show, because, those five little words, this isn't working for me, they get said probably more than you realize in marriage, right? Because it's not just, it's not just about scheduling sex. It's not just about, you know, laughter during orgasm. I mean, it can be said about how the two of you are parenting or handling finances or how the two of you fight or even trying to communicate and, you know, even about your sexual intimacy. And, you know, the reality is, is that we're going to be talking about in today's show about this concept wrapped around scheduling sex. But if what I want to encourage each one of you to do, if, if that's not an area that's a challenge for you, I still want you to listen to the whole show because the strategies around this phrase, this isn't working for me, are applicable to any area of your marriage where you feel like something isn't working for you. Well, and, and last week, let's not forget our episode was the words you speak. Mm-hmm. And 
these five words may be words that you're speaking in your mind Ooh, or saying out loud that are hindering you from being able to go, oh my goodness, why isn't the intimacy lifestyle working for us? Mm-hmm. You know, so so instead of putting that barrier up, let's let's unwrap it. Let's let's look at those words that we're using and change them so that way we can have the breakthrough we want when we are scheduling sex or living out the intimacy lifestyle. Absolutely. And you know, towards the end of last year, we Tony and I found ourselves in this place. I mean, we've been doing the intimacy lifestyle now for over 10 years. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. 11, 12, probably 12 years now. Yeah, it's probably almost 13, 12, 11, 24, 13. So it's probably like around 12, 13 years. Yeah. Yeah. You get, you get past the decade and it's just kind of all just, yeah, that's wild. Blends together. Come on. But, but after the, you know, these 12 years, it wasn't quite working. Now, let me just say this and I'm going to put a link in the episode notes too. We talked about scheduling sex the first time in episode 140. Wow. So I'm going to put a link to that one there. So if you're thinking about like, what's, what are you guys talking about? If you're new, new to the one family, welcome. We're honored to have you here, but the intimacy lifestyle in, and we call it the intimacy lifestyle is at its core, allowing Elisa and I to schedule sex regularly mm-hmm. every week. You can learn all about it though. In episode 140. And again, I'll put a link there for you. That's crazy. That's almost 500 shows ago. Mm-hmm. Holy cow. Uh, and you know, just to come back to where we were last year, you know, like all of us, COVID was a factor, Mm -hmm. right? And what that meant, it meant changes in schedules. It meant the kids were home a whole lot more and not going to school. It meant, you know, just different obligations had shifted because of, you know, lockdowns and shutdowns and, and all of these different types of stuff. And where we had been literally for, you know, all the years we've been doing the intimacy lifestyle was that, that Sunday through Tuesday, Tony had the opportunity to initiate on one of those days. And my days were Wednesday through Friday. Well, with all of this stuff that was happening last year, more often than not, you guys, I found myself in a place where we were getting to, I I was almost feeling like I was pressured or scrambling on a Friday night because Wednesdays and Thursdays last year had become really full days between recording and coaching clients and other obligations that we had, which only left Friday. And I know from the number of emails we get and Instagram direct messages and stuff like that, that there are a lot of you, just like me, that come Friday, Friday night, you're like, I'm done. Mm-hmm. I, I want to uh, like throw on Cobra Kai or something else on Netflix or F1. And I just want to like chill out. Not that I don't want to have sex with Tony, but I'm just, I'm exhausted. And so we were finding, I was finding myself and I know Tony on the receiving end that it was still happening but it didn't have it didn't have the same level of anticipation it didn't have the same level of creativity it didn't have the same level of intentionality and it was taking a toll on our marriage yeah it 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 was frustrating because it, the reason we set this up the way we have is because we want that spontaneity to be able to happen we want there to be flexibility in those days and what was beginning to happen was it was just known. It was just like, it's not going to happen until sometime Friday night. And even at Friday night, it felt more like Alisa was just begrudgingly like initiating. Um, and most of the time too, come Friday night, I'm spent from the week. And so I'm trying to stay awake, but I'm reading and I'm falling asleep. And I'm like, is she coming? Is she not? Uh, a couple of times even it, nothing happened. Like nothing Elisa uh, made no mention, nothing. And I just fell asleep. Mm-hmm. And 
fallen asleep, sort of upset. And, and I just wanted to, I was going to let that roll. Like I wanted to see where we were going to go. I didn't want to be the one always like, Hey, well it, it's Friday night. Like we, we, we need to have sex tonight. It, no, the responsibility is on both of our parts. And so I wanted to see and allow Elisa some space mm-hmm. to, to digest where she was, what was going on. Yeah. And you know, I mean, we asked you guys how many of you, you know, when we do polls and stuff, we do it up on Instagram stories. So if you ever want to participate in a one extraordinary marriage poll, that's where you're going to find them. And, and we asked the question last week, well, how many of you, how many of you schedule sex or practice the intimacy lifestyle? And 25% of you do. Which is great. I mean, I, I think that's, that's, that's gone up over the years, definitely. which is amazing. I love it. Definitely. And then, you know, ask the question, well, if you do schedule sex, how many of you have ever had to, at some point in time, negotiate a change in your schedule? And that number was 46%. So almost half of the 25% of the 25% have at some point in time had to negotiate. And again, okay. I, I, I want to just reiterate, even if the two of you aren't dealing with the scheduling sex, having to negotiate things in your marriage, changes and stuff like that, all, all the of time. these principles are still going to apply. Right. Because we were part of that 46%, you know, and, and trying to figure out like, what does this look like? Right. How do you change something that for us literally had become so, I mean, 10 plus years, you guys, it's kind of like doing the podcast. It just, it happens. We record on the same day. We release on the same day. Like it, there, there was a bit of a routine to what that schedule looked like. Mm-hmm. And, you know, once previously we had tried to change our days. Yeah, but that was a complete shift. So we, we flip-flopped. So instead of me being Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Elisa took Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and then I took Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And that flip-flop completely for us just threw us out of whack. It, I, I would equate that, like the disruption and, and the mental energy that required with that to like trying to sleep on the other side of the bed. Which for us would be very difficult. For for some couples, it's not as difficult as it would be for us. Like That's Elisa true. and I are always, I'm always on her left, and she's always on my right. Right. So that so it doesn't matter where we are or how many where we may go. That's the way we sleep. But for other couples, that, that's easy. Like they'll, they'll flip flop depending on like who's closest to the door or things of that nature. Yeah. It's, it was so interesting to me. I'm like, wow, that's so cool. But for us, yeah, change it. I mean, maybe we're just like, extreme creatures of habit. I don't know. But when we tried to do, when we tried to do that flop, the flip flop before we, we were, we didn't even know what day of the week it was. Yeah. We, we were, we were a lot lost in that. And so I think it only lasted maybe two weeks at most. And we were like, no, this isn't working. Let's just go back to what we know. And yet in the season that we came up on change had to happen Mm -hmm. because we both realized Something isn't working right now for us. And and it's causing tension. It, it's causing, you know, just a, a, like a widening of a gap. It wasn't like a huge gap. It wasn't like the Grand Canyon. You know, I sometimes refer to the Grand Canyon in your marriage. It was just kind of like, oh, there's a little crack in the sidewalk. Like, what are we going to do about it? And, you know, it really got us thinking, you know, what do you do? How do you communicate in your marriage when things aren't working? Right? Well, what does I, that I, look like? I, I will say in this instance, and... Again, we are a work in progress, and we're going to come to you guys each and every week sharing that that process, mm-hmm. that journey, because if we say we have it all together, then there's nowhere to grow, even for us. And we believe that there still is an area for us to make our marriage extraordinary. And this was an instance where 
we we were living out the extraordinary in our sexual intimacy around the intimacy lifestyle and even in our emotional intimacy there was some gaps there mm-hmm. because you know i wasn't saying anything Elisa wasn't saying anything. So there are some gaps. Yeah. Because sometimes, you know, you avoid the conversation because it's going to mm-hmm. make you uncomfortable or it's going to start a fight or mm-hmm. you just don't want to go there. Or, or sometimes you just ignore the elephant that is sitting in your room and you pray and hope and, you know, cross your fingers and, and do everything else that your spouse isn't going to acknowledge it. Like maybe if I don't say anything, they won't say anything and we can pretend. We'll just pretend it doesn't exist. Right. Or. I, I think that was. I think those first two are definitely yeah, we, something we were, there. we're dealing with. Yeah. And and we've heard specifically around this area of scheduling sex and the intimacy lifestyle, we've heard from a lot of you that, that when something isn't happening, you go to option number three, which is to get really angry and emotional. Like, it was your day to initiate sex. I can't believe you're not honoring your commitment. Yeah. And then it becomes this really hostile environment that, mm-hmm. that nobody actually wants to participate in. And, and you'll say things like, why is this so hard? And, and so you can get into that place where where the communication, the emotional intimacy, I mean, here we are, we're talking about sex. So a lot of people are like, oh, well, this is, must be a show about sexual. Well, it is about sexual intimacy. But in order to have great sexual intimacy, you have to also have great emotional intimacy. You have to be looking at that because, you know, it doesn't matter if we're talking about how often you have sex or, or you know, how we're parenting or how we're fighting or any of these things. If, if something isn't working, then we need to actually be able to communicate that within our marriage. And it doesn't matter if it's Tony and Elisa have something that isn't working or if it's Joe and Susie or Tom and Mary or anybody else listening to the show, we have to be able to communicate and we have to be willing. It's mm-hmm. not just able, but it's able and willing to communicate that. And let's talk about what that communication looks like after this break. Stress, hormone changes, and lack of sleep can impact your skin, causing issues like dryness, dark spots, and acne. I know the closer I get to 50, the more aware I become of this. OneSkin, today's sponsor, offers a simple skincare routine to address these concerns at a cellular level. OneSkin has developed a proprietary peptide called OS1 that's scientifically validated to improve the health of your skin beneath the surface without irritation or a complicated multi-step routine. I use the OS1 face topical supplement on my face and neck, which often needs a little extra care with age. Additionally, the OS1 eye supplement helps keep the under eye area fresh, even on little sleep. One Skin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, One Skin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code OEM at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code OEM. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support your show and tell them we sent you. So we're back and we're ready to dive into how to communicate when something isn't working for you in your marriage. And, you know, for us, we knew something wasn't working. It, for, our, for us, it was the intimacy lifestyle. Mm-hmm. We'd hit a major roadblock and we were both frustrated. We would uh, kind of had a, conversations about it, but nothing... Nothing concrete. I mean, there would be times where I would be like, hey, I'm really exhausted. Can we can we look at Saturday? Mm-hmm. Right. Which was at least an acknowledge. It wasn't a great acknowledgement, but at least it was an acknowledgement. Right. <laughs> what else would you like to say about that? Because <laughs> you're like, <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I think as I look back upon this, there are a couple of things where the frustration came up. And, and, here's, and here's the thing, though, too. And I think... The reason we wouldn't address it after 
words. And here, and here's my thought process of it. We would acknowledge it. We'd end up having sex though, like mm-hmm. on that Saturday morning or, or sometime on Saturday. And because of that, I think both of us were satisfied with our sexual intimacy, with the sexual experience in which sort of like overshadowed what had happened the night before. Kind of like putting a bandaid on it. Right. And, and I think we were, we were sort of in that little place of like, we're frustrated and we're, we're getting irritated with one another on Friday. We held to our promise that we were, we would have sex on Saturday. We would. And then it was like, okay, it's done. Like we, we made up, it's all better. And so this is, this is just going to go away now. Like next week's going to be better. And then next week would come around and it would do the same thing. I think we just had a bit of a short-term memory mm. in that place. And so we weren't taking it outside. We weren't taking it to a walk and talk. Because by that time, we were like, oh my gosh, we just had amazing sex. And, and, and I'm just being truthful. I mean, I, I just let it go. For me personally, my personality is the past is the past. I'm, I'm about looking towards the future and, and very little of the past carries over. And in this instance, I think it's one of those places where I, I think it played into the continuing of us not really talking about, hey, this is this is not working for us. What are we going to do to actually make a change? And, you know, I'm glad that, that you brought that up because I, you know, as I look back on it and again, coming from a place of total transparency with you guys, I realized I wasn't looking for a solution, right? And, mm-hmm. and, and truth be told, Tony and I had gotten away from doing something that we actually know really works for our marriage. Mm-hmm. And, and we'd gotten away from, from doing the coffee breaks. Yeah. We just, we were in a season and, and I'm not using it as an excuse. I'm just telling you where we were. We weren't prioritizing that time because in a lot of in a lot of instances, Tony and I can get so busy. Total, this is like true confessions here. We can get so busy, and because all we do is talk about marriage and marriage solutions and things like that, that sometimes, and, and I'm guilty of this. Sometimes I get to a place where I'm like, "But we've already talked about everything." Well, we've talked about everything for the one family, but not necessarily for this one family, mm-hmm. meaning Tony and I. And so, you know, it was interesting because we asked you guys, well, how have you, how have you negotiated this? And, you know, it was, it, it was like having that neon billboard going, you know what the answer is. Because so many of you said, well, during our coffee break, we talk about what's working and not working. And I'm like, guilty. Yeah. Convicted. Yeah. You know, we talk about it during our weekly planning. Like that kept coming up. And I'm like, oh. We, we got to get those back on our we calendar. We didn't do that in December. Right. We weren't doing that in November, December. Like Tony and I got really sick. So that took us out for two weeks and then just December and no excuses. We just didn't prioritize it. Yeah. It just wasn't as any of us will do. I mean, there are going to be certain things that are on your calendar that, hey, they're there for a season. They work and then it may come off and then something new comes on to that. In, in a different season, and in, in Elisa and I ebb and flow. We love trying new things. We're going to see what's working, what's not. And, and the coffee break was definitely one of those pieces where it just went by the wayside for us because, heck, we are in the same house every day. Elisa's office is upstairs. Mine is downstairs. We talk to one another, like she said, about marriage stuff all day long because we're always looking. We're always dissecting. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes... We're looking at it because of our love for the one family and mm-hmm. we're looking at things and we're not looking at our own marriage. Mm-hmm. And don't get me wrong. We have many other things on our 
plate. Like, you know, we, we do dance lessons every Sunday night together. We, we do our walk-in talks. I mean, those are on our calendar. The coffee break had been one of those things that just happened to slip off. And, and I stopped drinking coffee too. Like I don't, I haven't, I don't drink coffee anymore. Like sitting at a cafe or something isn't like what it used to be for me, like smelling the, the espresso or anything. I just, I don't drink it anymore. Well, and, and I also look at the fact that we are here in California. So there are fewer coffee shops that are actually open, open. Yeah. to be able to go and have that experience. And, and when we first introduced the coffee, I'm like, that was, that was the thing. Like we'd go, we'd each get our coffee and like, we'd sit there and it was, it was, it wasn't just the conversation. It was the experience. And you know, you get into this place of going, okay, right. We've got to, we've got to be intentional about talking about it. And then the other thing that kept coming up in all the comments from you guys, and I realized it was a shortcoming of my own was that you shared how you were proposing a new plan mm. and the why behind it. You were, when you were negotiating with your spouses on how you had to change your intimacy lifestyle, you were coming with a solution. Yeah. Because they were coming from a place of hashtag, what can I do? Correct. Yeah. You all are listening. <laughs> we're do sometimes we do shows you guys because we need to hear. Yeah what it is. We are still a work in progress. And, and, you know, you would share things like, well, if we can shift this way or to this day or to this time, I'll be more energized. Or if we change the schedule this way, then it's going to allow us for, uh, allow us to have both flexibility and consistency. Mm -hmm. Right. So there was, so there was this whole why in, in, in the solution, in the plan. And I'm like, yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't do that. Right. And, and so it's like, okay, where's the solution? Right. If you're, if there's something that isn't working and again, I don't care what area of your marriage this is. If something isn't working, when you bring it up to your spouse, come with at least a solution. Right. Right. And I thought I was doing that when I'd be like, well, let's just have sex on Saturday. But that wasn't a long-term solution. It wasn't a permanent solution. It was just like, like I said earlier, like a bandaid, mm -hmm. a bandaid yeah. to it. The third thing that, that got mentioned in the responses was, uh, it's all about the follow through. Yeah. Right. People said, you know, if I said I was going to, then it's up to me to make the reschedule, get the reschedule on the calendar and then to make it happen. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it was just this like, oh yeah, it's, it's the ownership. It's the saying, if we're going to reschedule this, like somebody else said, I'm intentional about sharing my calendar with my spouse. If something is going to change during the week. Right. So you're, you're having that foresight. You're saying, okay, the, again, this year's hashtag, you guys, what can I do? What can I do about the calendar that I've agreed to? What does that follow through look like? How am I stepping into this place of not waiting for my spouse to be like, um, are we, aren't we? It's your last day. Like, what are you going to do? But instead saying, I have ownership of this. I am invested in this in our marriage. And, you know, ultimately we, we switched mm -hmm. and, and it was, this was a much, more subtle switch than the last time when we crazy flip-flop days. All we did was uh, originally we'd been Sunday through Tuesday was Tony, our off day or no Sunday through Tuesday was Tony. And then I was Wednesday through Friday and Saturday was our off day. Right. So all we did was put the off day in the middle of the week. Because what we were recognizing and realizing is that we had an energy on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, right. like even Sunday, Monday, Tuesday can sometimes be, you know, it, it's personally for me, if I'm going to initiate, I'd like to initiate on a Sunday or a Monday. It's just, it's earlier in the week. Um, I just have, I feel like I just have more energy. There's mm -hmm. just a bit more time. So that's just me. 
Tuesday would happen because something would happen on Sunday, Monday, whatever. And then we realized Wednesday's right there in the middle of the week. There's a lot going on. There's things going on with the kids, being home, this and the other. And we realized though, a lot of these times when Elisa wasn't really initiating on Friday other than like, I'm tired, let's just do it on Saturday. We sort of realized that, well, wait a minute. If we, if we just use that Wednesday as our bonus day mm-hmm. or no day, and then just shift her to Thursday, Friday, Saturday, it opens up so many new possibilities. Because now it's like Thursday is our recording day. And and Thursdays for us, this is sort of like our coffee break time. This Mm -hmm. is our time to really just talk to one another. And and because of that, the emotional intimacy we get, we sit, you know, across from each other and just talking. A lot of times we we get sexually aroused. So Thursdays can tend to be a day where Elisa's like, hey, you know what? Kids are gone. Like, let's go. Let's go do it. Friday again becomes a heavier day. And Mm -hmm. if it doesn't work. Saturday, it, it, there's like, we sleep in, we're hanging out. I'll go for a bike ride. We got time to take a shower together. It, it just, it changed the dynamic. Mm-hmm. It, it just, and, and it seems, so, some of you are like, guys, why did it take you so long? Because like, sometimes you're slow. Right? And sometimes you're in it. Like yeah. it, even in your marriage, you're in it. And it's so easy to look out and, and see somebody else's marriage and, 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 and comment about it. And yet what's happening in your marriage? Mm-hmm. What's going on emotionally? What's going on financially, spiritually, recreationally, sexually? And when you're in that, we're in it too. We're, we're in it too. And sometimes you don't see it. And, and, and it takes a little bit of that process to, to get it to move. And so I want to encourage you here this week to to realize that maybe there's something going on in your sexual intimacy. Maybe scheduling sex has been on your calendar and it's not really working. Maybe you've never done it. And it's something that you guys are like, this may actually work for us. Yeah. In this season of our lives, maybe we can get sex on our calendar once a week. How do we do it? Mm-hmm. Address it. As things begin to come up, know that there is going to be some times where it's not working just right. You guys aren't on the same team together. It it's okay. You're going to work through it because you're, you're seeing things from a different light and it may take a little bit of time to come up with that solution. Absolutely. And, you know, just think about the three strategies that we, that we shared in today's show. I mean, the first one is having that regular time to talk, right? And talk about the important things, not just the surface stuff, mm-hmm. but what's going on with us is what we're doing, you know, sexually, financially, parenting wise, whatever, is it working? Mm. And if not, then definitely have number two, which is suggest a solution, right? Don't just, don't just come to the table complaining about what's not working. Extraordinary couples, and this is where we'd fallen short, extraordinary couples come with solutions, right? They may not be implemented, but at least we're talking solution and not just, you know, swimming in the problem. And then finally follow through on what you agree to. Mm-hmm. Right, be in this place where, where your yes is a yes. So if you agree to the intimacy lifestyle, do it. Right. If you agree to the intimacy lifestyle and scheduling sex, and and something comes up, own it. Mm-hmm. Because what happens when when you get into this place of regular conversations and being solution oriented and following through, you don't get these gaps. 
in your marriage. You don't have this disconnect. Things can be addressed regularly so that they don't, you know, it's kind of the mountain and the molehill, right? Keep things at the molehill level right. so they don't become mountains. And then watch what happens in your marriage as you, st- as you go through this, watch what happens in your marriage. Like I was telling a coaching client the other day, when, when a couple becomes solution oriented, when they're constantly going, okay, this isn't working. What else can we do? There's a tremendous amount of growth that can happen in our relationship. And it's in that growth where the two of you actually get to, to see what's possible, to see what you're capable of. Complainers don't grow. Straight up, complainers don't. They just get cranky and bitter. People focused on solutions that are talking to their spouses regularly and that follow through, the sky is literally the limit. Yeah. And since Elisa and I made that change, I'm going to tell you, it hasn't been an issue. It, it just it hasn't been an issue. We had to go through a little bit of friction. We came up with a solution and we're glad we did because now it's just, we're rolling again. Mm -hmm. And that's what we desire for your marriage. So it doesn't matter if you're having a little bit of friction right now in your sexual intimacy and your intimacy lifestyle. It's all right. This week you have that opportunity. Address it with one another. Maybe a little shift here and there can be all the difference in the world. But like us, we had to open our mouths We had to confront each other. We had to come up with a solution. And this week, you got that opportunity. So go make it happen. Schedule sex. Have fun with one another. Make that time your time. We're truly honored and blessed to have each and every one of you part of the one family. You have yourselves a fantastic week, and we'll catch you next week. Love you guys.